Welcome to Art of Retreat 2019, the parkour leadership and education retreat. We're in the Cascade Mountains outside of Seattle, Washington. I'm Craig Constantine from Movers Mindset, and I'm here with Andy Keller and Austin Weiss. Hi, Craig. How's it going? Austin Weiss was a track athlete from high school who switched to parkour eight years ago and never looked back. He enjoys long walks in the woods, so much so that he recently finished through hiking the Appalachian Trail. Austin coaches at and helps manage Parkour Generations Lehigh Valley. Welcome, Austin. Thanks, Craig. Andy Keller is a veteran of all five Art of Retreat events held in North America. By day, he's a licensed third-generation auctioneer, and he was drawn to parkour because it opens up opportunities for creativity and play in a challenging environment. Andy has taught parkour on three continents and has had the chance to train with many of parkour's founders. Welcome, Andy. I'm happy to be here. I don't know which of you wants to answer the question, but my first question is woodland warrior training. Do uh, you want to unpack this a little bit and describe like why, what happened, what was the, what was the session about? So the venue here is really great. It's a woodland venue. We have cabins alongside a lake. And Austin and I thought it would be a lot of fun to take that focus and kind of create or, or build from an imaginary land um, and looking at what it would take to be a warrior in this sort of environment. Okay. And how does that play out? Like, what are the, what did you actually make them do? Like, <laughs> um, So we kind of started off playing off of a mission that we worked on the previous night where there were some wolves and ogres that were attacking a village that the, um, the participants were building. So we kind of had them um, switch, ro- switch the roles this morning. So instead of them being the villagers, they were now the wolves and the ogres that mm. were attacking them the previous night. And that works out how? Like, walk me through this. <laughs> so, so the two different roles, the, the wolves can move swiftly through the woods, stealthily. Their goal is to attack villagers. Um, the only defense that works against the wolves is to have a flashlight and shine it at them. Ah. And if a flashlight is shined at a wolf, it then will run away. Um, so the wolves give a little bit of a howl before they attack, and that warns the villagers that they can uh, look around and try to try to defend against the wolves. Mm-hmm. And then the ogres are slow and lumbering, and their goal is to destroy the camp. So the villagers last night were trying to build watchtowers to protect themselves, and the ogres would uh, slowly but steadily press through and knock down the watchtowers. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the interesting point here is everybody talks a lot about parkour and creating invitations to play, but this is literally an invitation to play, a literal, a literal invitation to role play. And I'm wondering, um, I don't know how much chance you had to prepare the session, but you have to go in with an idea of how it's going to work out. And I think a lot of times people don't understand how nimble you have to be as a coach in a session. So you go in with a vision and then, you know, like, do we have 12 people or 24 people? And that just a simple number can make a huge difference. So I'm wondering what challenges you faced. So you come up with this idea of what this session is going to be. And then what challenges did you face when you actually got, no pun intended, on the ground with the people to actually implement this and have them have a takeaway, which I'm going to ask you for? Yeah, one of the a- adaptations we made this morning was looking at the energy levels of the participants. So last night, the village mission that they were taking part in lasted for about two and a half hours and involved involved running wrestling in the dark in the woods um, and a lot of energy being spent so then this morning uh, most of the participants seemed very tired in the session so we (laughs) had to ease them into it and as coaches we had to adapt to that 
to realize that, okay, if we start off too strong, we're going to lose them. So we need to gradually increase the intensity so that everybody can keep up with it. Mm-hmm. So when you set this session up, what were you hoping that they would take away from it? I mean, there's certainly a lot of value in just getting people to move. And the piece of it that I caught, they weren't just moving around. They were like, okay, we need three people to pick up this tree in order to accomplish the task that you were setting for them. So there was definitely a physical aspect. Um, But I'm just wondering what your goals were for it and whether you think that you achieved them. Um, A few of the goals that we kind of wanted to convey to the participants through this um, exercise was kind of the moving through the woods and how it is a lot different than our usual urban environment. The roots, the logs, everything was kind of slippery from the morning dew. Um, Your footing isn't as sure as it is on concrete. So how to effectively move through that environment while still focusing on a different challenge or goal. So usually while we're training out in the more urban environment, it's kind of focusing on just the movement. But here they had more variables with the movement to deal with while still focusing on an external um, as if they were the wolf trying to go and hunt down someone or the ogre trying to like um, push through and get to the village where they had the now, oh, there's a tree over here. I might fall over or my footing is loose on the pine cones here and getting that like environmental stimulus and how to react with that. Is there anything about the session that jumps out at you? Like there's usually moments where somebody either figures out a way to hack the system or a way where somebody comes up with a particularly clever solution to a problem. I'm just wondering if anything jumped out because I believe they were physically, in your session, they were physically building as well as doing more manual types of labor. Yeah, I think one of the things that we realized, because this session was built off of the night mission that took place last night, it was cool to see the participants experience the other side of the battle. The game. Mm-hmm. Um, so last night there were a select group of ogres and wolves attacking the village. And this time the participants in our group got a chance to try out being an ogre and a wolf. So it was cool to, to enlighten them to the challenges that we faced on the other side last night and that they could face those this time. Um, so whether it was sneaking through the woods and, and if you're on the trail that has more gravel, that's going to be noisier. But then when you get into a mossier, muddier area, you can move a lot more quietly. Um, so for the wolf perspective, that was something they could experience. Um, and then one other thing we did is we took them down onto the beach and kind of carried out the storyline from last night. So the villagers had to flee and send some of their survivors onto a raft into the lake at the end of the mission last night. So we built off of that and had our participants this morning build defenses to protect from any more invading villagers. Mm. So they had to build a fort using logs and rocks and whatever resources they could find to build a fort on the beach. And then we tested out the fort by bombarding it with the biggest rocks we could find. Um, And it didn't hold up too well, but it was a good effort. uh, And we had a lot of fun destroying it in that process. Yeah. Um, It was really awesome to see how the team could come together and work on the building of the um, defenses down at the beach. Starting off, it was kind of just figuring out what was going to work for them. But then as time progressed on, they really brought it together and started putting something up that looked like it was going to hold up for a while. Yeah, and it took us about 10 minutes of throwing giant rocks at it to really get it broken down. Um, so that was impressive that they could develop that sort of fort. I think there's a, there's a subtlety here where we're sort of playing this lighthearted because like we're discussing it in a fashion that makes it seem like it's not that big of a deal. But when you're when you're coaching... Getting people to engage, yeah, I would say is probably the most hard part because if you can't get them to engage, you like that's it, you're done. And 
It's pretty easy in this situation here at Art of Retreat to get people to engage in wilderness gameplay, especially at night. Everybody, they just love to play. So I'm wondering, how can people who are listening, we've been trying to break the fourth wall with these to get people to think or try things. How can people who are listening, who, I mean, it's trees and there's moss and like you just can't help but run and play here. But how can people who are in a more usual environment, how can they take some ideas from the way you ran the session and apply those to engaging their students or I almost want to say like gamifying more common drills? Because I think a lot of coaches would have something they want to teach but then they're thinking, oh, I wish I could teach it in that environment because those guys had this huge advantage. I think one of the keys that worked for us here is that the storyline was already familiar from last night. So we built off of that. And I think what I would suggest for people in another environment is take a storyline that's already known by the participants, whether it's something like Star Wars or yeah, Indiana or Jones dependent, right. or, or some, yeah, something age, age related or age relevant that they can already link to and they may already have fantasies of participating in that storyline. So it's easy as a coach then to build off of that and allow the participants to then direct some of the storyline based on what their fantasies are in participating in that. Yeah, it's just a lot easier, I feel, for participants to just jump into something when they have that connection to it. Um, you can just really see that in their faces and their reactions to how they're participating in when they're like, oh, wow, like this is like connecting with me and I can really get dive into this and role play what I'm doing and just let their imagination run wild and just like get overtaken by the moment and just embrace it. So let's keep unpacking that further. So that is a way that they could use story to enlighten or improve their coaching. Um but I'm thinking there's there's more to it than that. Like it's not just a simple, let's just make it a game. Yeah, I think the point is oftentimes people are afraid to put effort towards something if they don't have a reason to, or if they don't um, have the motivation to work hard. So a story can create that motivation. Um, for example, with this, the, the motivation of stopping the ogres from attacking the fort. Um, if we just told people to line up face to face and try to stop each other from getting through, would be different than if we build this whole storyline about the ogres and the village and they're building it and the ogres are trying to attack and they need to stop them. It then stirs up motivation from within the participants to act beyond what they would normally do in a scenario like that. And it almost creates this feel of a life or death situation because they're trying to survive in the wilderness from these attackers rather than just trying to push shoulder to shoulder against um, their friend from another, another event or something. Andy, you're clearly a regular at Art of Retreat, often spotted behind the scenes doing a lot of things that people don't notice. And Austin is becoming more of a familiar face. And I'm just wondering if you had an opportunity to run another session, and it doesn't have to be another session like this one, but if you had an opportunity to work together as, a, as the coaching duo that you are, um, what might be something that you would love to be able to do here at Art of Retreat you know, in this environment, like what calls to you here that you haven't been able to do yet? I think what I'd like to do, and I... I feel like Austin, you'd probably be on board with this, would be some sort of like an endurance mission or like a, a longer, could be, could take place at night or during the day, but maybe a, a three to four hour course or mission um, that would really push people to work together as a team, um, but also push them physically as individuals to continue pressing forward despite um, what could be holding them back. Yeah, there's a lot of trails um, nearby um, the camp here that can be very utilized to push that endurance aspect. We kind of brought 
um, everyone out and we used a lot of the space around here, but there's definitely a lot more that we could have been using if we had planned a longer endurance type event. Maybe we'll see that in the future. Um, guys, it's a pleasure talking to you and I'm just wondering if people want to reach out to you, can you each drop, you know, your preferred methods of contact where people can find you, websites, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff? Sure. So my Instagram is andy.keller. It's A-N-D-Y dot K-E-L-L-E-R. Uh, and then I have a personal website, andykellerparkour.com, uh, or you can find me on Facebook as Andy Keller. Yes, you can find me on Facebook as Austin Weiss, um, W-E-I-S-S, um, and also on Instagram at aweiss02. Terrific, guys. It's a pleasure to get a chance to sit down and talk to you. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. This was one of 23 interviews from the 2019 North American Art of Retreat. To hear the rest, check out Art of Retreat on castbox.fm. You can find out more about the Art of Retreat at artofretreat.com. Thank you for listening.